All right, I'm sorry. I got us off track there. Let us study the Bible. You jump. You 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 go ahead. You you start okay. us, Dave. All right, all right. Don't don't let me stop you. You jump right in. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Pondering Psalms. We're going to be taking a look at Psalm. Wait, no, that's the beginning. Beginning. Yeah, we've already. We, yeah, you. We haven't done it yet. Was, I know. I know. I was on the wrong. I was on the wrong. I was in the wrong mode. All right. Well, welcome to Pondering Passages. Uh, we're again looking at Psalm 143, and I'm here with my very good friend. Hey, this is Kurt Austin, and that's my really good friend right over there. David Mullins. And there he I'm is. I'm so glad you decided to you know, spend some time with us as we take a look at Psalm 143. I loved it. Really? I I loved this passage. I I read this every day and just, I actually, I, I, there were several days where uh, one of, you know, one of my practices that I'm trying to do is meditate, trying to find met, mindfulness. And there were two days this week specifically where I meditated on this passage, some of the words in the passage, and it was just beautiful. It was yeah. just, it was really, it was really reassuring to me uh, as I read through it, as I was able to think about different spots in this and, uh, it really directed my spirit this week. It was a, it was fantastic. There, there is something about this psalm, uh, and it has to do with the fact of of what it's missing. What's it missing? Well, we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. What it's, did it's, what did I miss that it was missing? I I, I didn't catch that. You didn't I'm catch looking, that. I'm looking at a black screen. Ah. Uh. I mean, it's really? a it's a very deep dark black. It's very. Yeah. But you know, earlier it's, it's you were not. It's soothing. Earlier I was not, but right now it's very soothing. Uh, it feels as if I'm just uh, now. I'm looking at us. So. Black. There we go. There. Okay. Want to back up and no. slide into this? Well, I'll I'll, I'll fix it. Okay. I remember. Fix it in post. <laughs> remember. Sometimes I forget. So if you're watching this now and you're like, hey, he forgot. Yes. Yes, I did. I should probably make myself a note. Yeah, no, don't uh, worry about it. Let's leave it. I like the idea that we just leave it. I like that. <laughs> I do, actually. I think well, that's kind of cool. Could. You make it a lot easier editing. Yeah. Just let it run. Okay. All right. We only so lost two minutes because of it. It's not yeah, a big that's deal. True. That's true. We'll 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 talk faster. Yeah, uh, there there is something missing because <laughs> this is supposed to be like a lament or a confession. But we'll go through and it and see if you you notice what's what's missing. Uh, I, and, and and think through all the other psalms that are like this, and 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 that might give you some clues. But. Uh, again, it, not again. Uh, it begins with "Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my plea." So we know it is a prayer. He is asking God to answer because He's faithful and righteous. Uh, where where was it in the Psalm that you really tracked? Well, uh, uh, there were two. There were a couple of things about it, but the the faithful and righteous is one of the things I meditated on. Uh, just breathing in faithful 
breathing mm. out righteous. Uh, what, what you know? What does that mean for God to be faithful? And we have talked about this frequently. Yeah. They have said the unfailing love of God is mentioned multiple times in this passage, and I loved that, uh, especially in uh, uh, juxtaposition against what this writer is experiencing. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah, and and yeah, I I think the coupling of faithful and righteous because righteous has to do with justice. It's about doing right, and mm-hmm. God He mm-hmm. is the one who determines what is right, and uh, He's also faithful in His love, and and the service this uh, psalmist is on some sort of trial. Well, he says, don't put your servant on trial, right? Well, that's because true. Yeah. No, no one would be innocent before you. And I think that it, that's kind of reflective back up to the righteous. Uh, if I compare my life against God's standard, God's righteousness, I will never, ever be able to stand in that light. Right. My thoughts, yes. my actions, my failure to act, yes. my uh, deliberation, all pales in comparison to what God really does want us to do, how and, he wants us to live. And that really gives an indication of what's missing here. Uh-oh. See, I'm still not catching it. Well, uh, most of the other Psalms that, that talk like this talk about this person's innocence. You know, I've been put on trial. I'm innocent. I didn't do it. My actions are righteous. My actions are right. Uh, help your servant because I've been unjustly accused. He never says that he's unjustly accused in this psalm. Interesting. Yeah. And and, and so instead yeah. of saying I'm innocent, he says, you know what? Compared to you, no one is innocent. Right. Yeah. I like that. I, I hadn't thought about that, Dave. And I think, I also think that that really then feeds into what will come just a little bit later yeah. in a few I, other I, verses. I was thinking about waiting until later to, you know, to kind of bury the lead, so to speak. But it's like, no, he, <laughs> he, he, you were right there. Yeah. You know, the fact yeah. that he's looking at God instead of looking at himself as being, hey, you know, I, I shouldn't be in this situation. He, he never says that he shouldn't be in the situation. In fact, he yeah. says, you know, God, compared to you, everyone mm-hmm. is in the situation. Yeah. I love it. My enemy has chased me. He's knocked me to the ground and forced me to live in darkness like those in the grave. What a visual. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. I thought of, I thought of um, you and I are both big fans of uh, A Christmas Carol uh, by Charles Dickens. Yes. We both like that, and uh, you know, and, and that's kind of where he ends up in the story, right? Is in the darkness. Uh, he falls into the grave. He's experiencing that, and I—that's I, what I thought of when I read this. Of that, what that would have felt like falling into the grave. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm I mean, you know, I mean, being surrounded. You and I have done enough funerals to know that they're not that dark, and unless you're doing a funeral at night, they're they're, they're still <laughs> lit up pretty well. That's true. But. But we also, uh, but you know, I mean, if you think of yourself being in a coffin in the grave, yeah. um, it, not a lot of light down there. No, no. And so, you know, here's this guy, he's, you know, it sounds like he's really, do- you know, spiraling down into some sort of yeah. depressive state. Uh, yes. Yes. And that's what, like, let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. So I'm losing all hope. I am paralyzed yeah. by fear. This is this depressive state that I picked up on as I was reading yeah. this, um, that he he really does struggle with 
his emotions in this. I mean, it's, I read I read not too long ago, uh, someone was saying that depression or anxiety is really a modern day, uh, this is what their take was, that okay. it's a modern day problem. Hmm. Uh, kind of kind of a, uh, a turn of the century or industrial revolution uh, when the, the invention of a clock okay. helped helped invent this uh, anxiety that we live in, that we're always moving. And I was, so I was reading this, I realized that's absolutely false. <laughs> yeah, that is sundials. Oh, look, the, the camel's the, shadow the, is pointing at four o'clock. I think it's the, the ancient Sumerians that are accredited for getting the whole 60 uh, minute and 60 second whole thing. So, uh, you know, I know that's not a watch and they probably weren't carrying a sun sundial around on their arm, but yeah, it seems to me like a lot of folks had pressure for a long time. Well, I was reading, yeah, well, I was reading this in verse four and I'm realizing uh, that this person is actually dealing with depression. Yeah. He's actually dealing with anxiety, paralyzed by fear, yeah. right? That's, yeah. that's anxiety. It is. And I, I realize there's nothing, that's not a new concept. Then in fact, this is part of the human condition. And, and to jump ahead very far in the story, that's why Jesus came. Oh you my know, gosh, that's not even in this passage. Those who walked in darkness have seen a yeah. great light, you know, from yeah. Isaiah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and so this guy, you know, he's paralyzed with fear. He's lost all hope, but then he remembers. I love it. I love it. How many mm -hmm. times have we seen mm -hmm. that? Then I remembered, I remembered yes. something and it made all the difference. I remembered the days of old and I pondered. That's what we're doing here, Kurt. We're pondering. Love it. The psalmist does all your great works. And I think about what you have done, you know, and, and it, 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 I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I that pondering, and you know, this this is the reason you and I do this every week. Yes, uh, because it, this this pondering for us of the passage also. There are many times, and for those of you who maybe this is your first time, David and I went to seminary together. We've known each other forever. We're we have. old, old friends, and that and we're old when friends. we get. Old, we're old and we're friends. That, but we we spend about an hour sometimes talking before we even start recording this and and getting into this. And we never talk about the passage. We always talk about life. Yeah, we talk about uh, uh, what it's like to be a pastor, what it's like to you know be in this in this time or our families. We talk about different things, but all of that centers on the great works God is doing in in our lives, Dave's life specifically, because God really loves Dave. And so he's doing all kinds of great things. And I think that's really important that we, we need to be able to shift away from the, I am losing all hope. I am paralyzed by fear, but instead remembering the days where you did great works, God, all that you have done. And it's that taking our eyes off ourselves, shifting it to what it is that God is doing. And yeah. I think sometimes that's helpful when you're talking to somebody else who can say, yeah, but don't forget, you've got this going on, you know, yeah. or don't forget this happened. I was there when your baby was born, or I was there when you got that job, or I was there. Anyway. Yeah. And and so this remembering leads him to lift his hands in prayer, mm -hmm. and it, it's, it creates this desire, yeah. uh, a desire for you as parched land thirsts for rain. And oh, my... You know, we've seen the parched land. It, it, it begins to crack. 
Yeah. You know, and, and you're just wishing that, 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 that water would just fill in those cracks and just, you know, calm and, and, and water the whole desert. Yeah. Uh, and that's where he finds himself. I had this, uh, I have this patch in my yard. I had a table out in the yard where we would sit in the shade and it was really nice, but because it never got any sunlight because the dumb table sitting there, uh, it's, it has no grass on it anymore. And in, it's the first place in the summer, uh, late summer that completely dries out because there's no shade of grass. There's no roots that are helping that. And, uh, one day I had the hose, I was watering the garden. I saw this big patch and I thought, I'll start watering that. Maybe grass will start filling in. And it was all cracked. I think I ran that hose like 20 minutes in those cracks before I finally saw water coming back. Wow. I mean, it was like, it was so parched. It yeah. was so dry. And my efforts could not bring back the moisture that it needed. It's only when uh, the rain falls, mm -hmm. when God's activity is present, that it can actually fully, uh, you know, otherwise my water bills five <laughs> times the, the cost because I'm trying to fix this spot. I, I like the phrase you started there with, uh, you know, it, it's, it's only God's activity. And, and I think sometimes yeah. we forget that. And I think that's what the, the psalmist here is remembering. It's God's activity. It's not my own. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I will do it. It'll be inadequate, but it's God's activity uh, working uh, that's going to quench this thirst and this parched land of my life. Love it. And so He prays, uh, you know, come quickly, Lord, and answer me. And right there, you know, depression, mm -hmm. you know, depression yeah. deepens. Don't turn away from me, or I will die. He understands that. You know, without that water, you know, the rain, you know, everything dies and that's where he is. Yep. And, and this next, next verse I had, uh, highlighted. Oh yeah. Uh, because of the thing each morning. And, and I think, you know, mornings can be an important time to connect with God. And, uh, that's really why it jumped out at me, you know, yeah. to hear I had the same thing in love each morning. Yeah. This was the other thing that I, that I, this is the other passage that I meditated on uh, one of the days, is that mm. uh, f uh, unfailing love, the has said, and for I am trusting you. Yes. that's That was a box within a box on, in my Bible here, uh, because it was like, that's where it starts. I, you know, God's unfailing love, unfailing means it never fails. It's yeah. always present. It's always going on. It's, I'm... I'm the weak link in the story and I need to be trusting God. You know, God's going to show me where to walk. Why? Because I give myself to you. I'm trusting you. I'm giving myself to you. God's ready to do all of those things. He is. I loved it. I he love is. this I passage. Know. And, uh, you know, and, and so he continues, I, you know, I wanted to jump back here, uh, because he begins with, you know, this plea, you know, he's, he's on trial. Mm -hmm. He's not saying that he is innocent, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but he's basically saying, but I'm like everyone else where Paul probably gets that all have, have strayed, you know, and fallen short of God's glory. No yeah, one yeah. is righteous. And he's basically saying, you know, no one's righteous before you. But then he talks about this enemy uh, causing him to lose hope, paralyze. And then he remembers, he lifts his hands to God. He asks God to come quickly you know, to, he wants to hear of God's love. 
He wants God to show him where to walk, giving himself to God. And then he says, rescue me. Yeah. You know, rescue me from my enemies. I, I run to you to hide. It, and it is interesting that in verse eight, he says, let me hear of your unfailing love each morning for I'm trusting you. Show me where to walk for I give myself to you. And then in verse 10, he's like, teach me to do your will. I love it. I just yeah. love it. Yeah. You could you could use this. Well, matter of fact, I probably will. I mean, I started reading this on January first, twenty twenty two, and uh, this is probably going to be my passage for the year. I, I I think I'm going to this. This has so much rich yeah. material of you know. I mean, you could just spend a whole week meditating on teach me to do your will for yeah. you are my God. And and, and I guess. Wow. You know, it, it comes back to the fact that he doesn't say that he is innocent. He he basically says, you know, we're all we're all in the same boat. We've all fallen short. Yeah, and and this is a prayer from someone who knows you know, <laughs> that, he, that he fails. You know, it's it's not one of these psalmists that say, I didn't do anything. You know, I'm innocent yep. Yep. and I am being mistreated. He's basically saying, you know, teach me, teach me to do yeah. your will. Yeah. You are my God. Oh, I your love gracious it. spirit no, lead me we. forward on firm footing. And verse 11, for the glory of your name. You know, at this point, it's not about him. <laughs> it is kind of, but it's it's really for a greater purpose. It's for the glory of God that he's asking to preserve his life. And I, th- I think that is something that sometimes we miss, that really our lives are to be uh, an instrument for God's glory. Glory and, and, and we get distracted, right? Uh, verse 11, bring me out of this distress. Yeah, We get distracted by the distress. We get distracted by the enemies. We get distracted by yeah. the depression or the, 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 the loss of hope or the paralysis in fear. Those things often uh, become our, uh, our default state. Yeah, and, and I... And I I'm not sure what to say about verse 12 because all of a sudden it's like in your unfailing love, silence all my enemies. All right. Destroy all my foes for I'm your servant. Well, I (laughs) think you you always get back to this, but I think based on this passage, who is our worst enemy? We are right. My foes uh, silence all my enemies are those voices in my head. They're the, not that I have a lot, I just have a few, but that tell me that I am not of value, that tell me that I've screwed up, that tell me that I said the wrong thing, that you're not enough. And I I think sometimes, you know, if I could destroy the foe of my depression or my anxiety or my fear, um, I, I could, I could really serve God more fully. Mm. Uh, but, but because it's like, well, I can't, I can't talk to that person because I'm, you know, I, I have no right to, to minister to them because I'm still working out my own yeah. salvation with trembling. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm still not quite there. Uh, and yeah, it's that, who I are don't you? Know. Who are you? Who, who are you to say who anything? Who do you well, think you are? <laughs> Just look at you. <laughs> You're a mess. <laughs> oh, yeah. someone called me hot the other day. No, you can't use that. That's all over the internet. Oh, it is. See, yes, I even that much. I so. used it. I used it with my kids, and they just all shook their head. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, they yeah. said hot mess just for those that haven't heard it. <laughs> just for those that haven't heard it. <clears throat> yeah. Where did you hear it? I don't know. I mean, it's, I didn't know it was all over. It's everywhere. It's a, oh. it's a TikTok thing that people are using. Okay. Over. I don't have TikTok, so. Well, you, you need to get with it, Dave. I've been told. Well, thank you. Thank <clears> you for any, taking well, the time. To I was, I was just going to say, I was just going to say that I'm not sure that the psalmist is talking about those inner critics. You know, I, I think do. he might've actually, oh, really? I do. I'm convinced it fit. Oh, okay. It just fits to, it fits too well. I mean, I suppose you could take verse two and talk about being a, being tripped, pushed down, yeah. darkness of the grave. You could say, okay, yeah. and now he jumps to verse twelve, and that's the tie-in. But where else does he talk about the, you know, the enemies? Where else does he talk? I mean, like you said, it's I think it's one thing that's. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to use the passage right, against me, there. if you're going to do that, if you're one no, of those, I was kind just going to say it if, in the in the end for us. You know, we, there's because there's a lot of stuff in the scripture talking about enemies, and we might not yeah. have like enemies like this, but we do, and I think that's what you're bringing up, and and I think that's appropriate. Uh, you know, not all the enemies are outside of us. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Some, sometimes we're our own enemies. So yes, yeah, silence I, that stuff, Lord. Silence that stuff that's not of you. Yeah. And maybe that's why it's so important that uh, where was it? That we hear of his unfailing love each morning. Yeah. You know, so so that we'll silence the cries of all that other stuff. So. Yeah. It's one of the things though uh that uh this year I'm I'm gonna be working on is that um uh, you know the unfailing love is not dependent on uh, if I'm in a good mood or if I'm yeah. not struggling or if I have said the right things, it's not, it's not a, I did this. So I've earned that, uh, you know, right. The unfailing love is present at all times. And I think, we, I think, you know, the, uh, where we are in, in our society, where we are in uh, with the COVID, the people have fatigue, they have major fatigue, yes. they have major stress, they have major anxiety. And this is a great passage for this time in, in our in our world where we can say we're we don't have the answers certainly and we may be struggling absolutely and yet god is faithful all the time yes amen thank you kurt thank you so much thank you sir so it's been great <laughs> being with you kurt i'm so glad we did this uh everyone else have a blessed day blessed week and hope you join us soon yes god bless Welcome to Pondering Passages. We're going to be pondering Psalm 143. It is a beautiful song. <laughs> you were doing so well. It was really good. Beautiful zombie. What's a zombie? I thought you were going to say zombie. <laughs> Welcome to Pondering Passages. We're pondering Psalm 134 today. It is a beautiful psalm. Nope. Nope. What? 143, not 134. I said 134. You said 134. Oh my gosh. Take three. Welcome to Pondering Passages. Today we're pondering Psalm 143. It is a beautiful psalm. 
And it really touched both Kurt and myself. And we join. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we thankful, go. Thankful for God's unfailing love. Yes. Take four. 